This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing. If you or a loved one need mental health assistance or are experiencing a mental health crisis, call Lifeline 24-7 on 13 11 14. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of FYI All Things Mental Wellness. Our guest this week was born in Tarelgan and moved to Barranduda when he was just two years of age. He's a keen sportsman who plays cricket in the summer months and footy in the winter. He has a fetish for shoes and a love for fashion. A humble, family-orientated young man who has a personal journey through mental ill health. He is keen to continue to normalise the conversations around mental health, in particular with the youth. Brent DeReeves, welcome to FYI. Thank you. Thanks, Alan. No Mate, the shoes are a dead giveaway <laughs> on the whole fashion thing. Mm. Yeah, cool. Thank you. The shoes, for the no, jeans, for, the jumper yeah, and the beanie. Yeah, for everyone who can't see, white, uh, what do you call them, converse pro, um, all-stars with hearts and with little eyes in them all the way around. They're cool. That's it. CDGs, they're called. There you go. CDGs. For those old of us don't know what the hell they are, everyone else will know exactly what they are. Sweet. Uh, so you're a Trelgan boy? Oh, yeah. But way back. Yeah, I don't remember it, but um, yeah, it's my dad's from Morwell. Yeah, righto. And yeah. things like that. So yeah, moved down here, and all all my early memories are here. So yeah, good. Yeah, don't that's, really. Remember that's part of the world where I grew up too. So yeah, right. Trafalgar, my folks are just down the road a little bit. Yeah, yeah. so it's yeah, amazing, right. isn't it? Yeah, people crazy. come from the weirdest of places up to where a, we are it's now. It's not a reunion. I it. could be. We don't want to know where you've come. So from. So when did you leave down there and move up this way? Uh, when I was two. Oh, yeah. Maths is poor, so I couldn't tell you what year. No, 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 that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Just roughly is a good idea because when we get as old as us, you don't get specific on timelines. It doesn't, yeah. it's not healthy. Yeah, perfect. So, what, what brought your folks up here, Brent? I don't even know the answer to this. Uh, family. So, mum's, mum's family's from up here. They yeah, got a farm right. up Sandy Creek. So, right. And they right. moved all around Barrandoota, Wodonga, and places like that. So, yep. they sort of come to reconnect with mum's family. So, yeah, right. Eh? And you play a bit of footy? Footy? Yeah, play cricket? a bit of footy. Yeah. I run around, chase the ball. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't rate yourself? Oh, don't like to. But in, he, but he, in the team's going all right. So yeah, team's you're good. You're part yeah. of. He so. just told us you won by 200 odd points. So <laughs> Well, he didn't do it on his own. Yeah. No, no. Good part, part of that. the game. Yeah, decent yeah. player and a good team, I suppose. Yeah, good. Yeah. And cricket? Cricket's probably your your, your most favourable sport. Would that be fair to yeah, say? Yeah, definitely. So it's been playing that since I was six, I think. So yep, pretty much my whole life that I can remember. So that's the go-to. Yeah, hey, beautiful. We've had a couple of cricketers on, haven't we? Yeah, oh, sports one of those things that you know brings everybody together, doesn't it? Mm. You yeah. know, and it lets you be part of an environment where if your inner environment's not the way you want it to be necessarily, that a group environment that makes you feel welcomed. Can help you get through life, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Would you say the same? Do you reckon yeah, definitely. The clubs like, have been good for you? Yeah, a thousand percent. I've been lucky enough to be a part of. I grew up playing cricket at Kiwa, which is a really small town. Like our sheds are pretty much just four walls and a tin <laughs> roof. Um, yeah, it's just like a home away from home, another family really. Same with footy now at Talangata. We're a pretty close knit group, so yeah, it's definitely been massive. Just the support and camaraderie, I suppose you get from it's pretty incredible. What's the difference, Brent? Because I know 
Josh and I, our producer, we've had this chat on, on another podcast about, you know, what, what's the main difference being, say, from Kiwa Cricket Club, so a really small little community, and I know now that you're, you're playing town in the um, in the CAW League with East, East Albury. Yeah. What's the difference being there in, in a community sense and in a team sense and in a belonging? What, have you found any difference? Oh, there's slight differences. Like, there's obviously more people there. So, I'm into my second year now. So, I'm still only just learning those sort of club stalwarts now. Whereas yep. at Kiwa, I grew up with them. So, yeah, that's it's true. Just, um, there's just sort of more people, but the environment's pretty similar, which I'm pretty lucky with. That's great. Um, they're really accepting and and really welcoming. So, being pretty yeah, lucky there. Fantastic. Yeah. Because sometimes that jump, although you know it's only Kiwa to to an Albury competition and it's a higher competition, sometimes those sort of, it can change, can't it? Well, I think the best thing, if if footy clubs and, and cricket clubs, any club for that matter, if they're not clicky anymore and they are mm. welcoming of <laughs> outsiders, if you want to be called that, yeah. if that doesn't happen anymore, that's precisely what you want a club to be. It's mm. what, what you want your extended family to be. Yeah, yeah. Create a good culture and it's, yeah, halfway there. So. I reckon. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No doubt about that. Yeah. So tell us, Brent, obviously, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to give away too much, but I want to know from you, tell us what was your growing up like as far as primary school, but but more so hitting into secondary school where I guess most of your changes may have come. What was it like for you yeah. going to school and mixing? What what was that like? Yeah, I was always pretty good good with it. So like I'm sort of pretty loud and out there and, and you know, always like to be the class clown and stuff like that so but yeah just in small small schools everyone knows each other and like literally like nothing goes on without pretty much everyone Everybody knowing about knowing. it yep. um which is sort of a blessing and a curse i suppose with some things but um i suppose the adjustment from primary school you know you go from being the top of the school back to the bottom of the food chain so it's just sort of a bit of a humbling and readjustment to yeah so, you know, and then once I was in sort of second year at the school, I knew everyone again. So mm. it was lucky that I was in a small school like that. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, it was just pretty, pretty easy. Yep. I was always sort of happy, upbeat, loud and wanted to be class clown. So. Yep. No, it was alluding to before that you've had a, a journey of mental ill health, if we want a better yep. term. Is that an anxiety thing? What's, what's that? Tell us what that is. Yeah. So both anxiety and depression as well. I suppose a lot more of the issue was the anxiety, um, which I'm sort of learning to now, only now, sort of live with and adjust life with that. But yeah, obviously the depression side as well. So I got very good at putting on that fake smile and being who everyone thought I was because that's who I portrayed. And I got yep. very good at just being that guy. Mm. Um, but once I was sort of at home alone and you, you don't have to put on that face, it sort of got got pretty dark and um yeah that's sort of the main thing was just putting on putting on that fake smile and that brave face and then mm. it wasn't actually how I was feeling it wasn't fact yeah. yeah that school though when you were when you were transitioning from one to the other and your anxiety was part of your life for that period bloody hell that must have been tiring yeah it's it is like it's that's the thing I tell people is just when you're putting on that fake smile and that act all the time it is so draining and so tiring that just it gets to a point where you just feel just like nothing, like in in uh, autopilot. I like yep. to say, like you you sort of a passenger in your own body. Sometimes, like you just mm. you're there, but you're not there. Mm. If, yeah. if that makes sense, it does. Yeah. You, must, you must 
I mean, when I say you must, I'm guessing to a huge degree that that takes away from your ability to concentrate on what you're at school for, you know, and so therefore you beat yourself up a little bit. I'm guessing why can't I get the results that, you know, everybody's looking at me going, I should be able to do that because you're so confident and outgoing and, you know, that's the persona that you're putting forwards. But internally, are you beating yourself up a bit because you're you're not quite getting where you want to be because your anxiety's sucking the life out of you? Yeah, well, I suppose like that, that makes me act up and I was a bit of a shit of a kid like I'll, I can admit like um, all kids are shits of kids mate yeah, don't worry about that yeah <laughs> but um yeah it sort of caused me to do that and then sort of school fell away obviously and you know I was getting in trouble here getting in trouble there and and it sort of brought me down because I've got an older brother throughout my whole life I've struggled with being compared to and comparing myself to him mm-hmm. and he was always that A grade student he like graduated ducks of the school and I got compared to him and then it sort of rolled on from there. But but, but can I stop you there, Brent? Who was comparing? Well, definitely I compared myself. Yeah, okay. And, and because of the way I was feeling like that, I felt like others were as well. Yeah. It's um, true though. Without meaning to, people go, oh, you know, your brother's this or oh, your brother's that. And they don't mean bad, bad by it and they're probably not directly comparing. But no. what you hear is... He, 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 not you, 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 don't you? Yeah. Mm. And there was a, I can remember there was a certain instance where it sort of, it clicked as to, was sort of my, the point for me where I could sort of step out of it and be like, oh, well, I need to be my own person, is I was in the principal's office for acting up and he said to me, he was like, oh, I didn't expect this from you because of how your brother was. Mm. And that sort of hit and I was just like, oh, what what can I do about that? Like yeah. I'm me. I'm not my bloody yeah. brother. Yeah, and it was just sort of that moment sort of made me realise that like, oh look, I need to be myself. I'm everyone's different. We're all human. Yep. And like at the end of the day, everyone puts their pants on the same, one leg yep. after the other, or most normal people. Left first or right first? Uh, I'm a left left foot man. Yeah, me too. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. I don't know why that must is, be a Tarogan thing. <laughs> That's a I don't even thing. know that you knew that. Like, I have to actually concentrate to think how I even put my really? pants on. Don't you ever That's sometimes weird. go? No, I'm going to do it with the other leg first, just to mess my day up and see what happens. Nah, nah. nah. I'm all about starting that winning streak early. <laughs> 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 Way to go! How'd you go with your brother though? What was your relationship with him then? Did you? Oh, awesome. Did you, yeah? Yeah. So you uh, didn't feel like, you know, beating the shit out of him at some point because, you know, why are you so fucking perfect? Well, I definitely couldn't because he's 6'5 and a tank and I'm <laughs> skinny. But no, they're, they're, no, we were always really cool. Like um, I never told him about it or anyone about it. Like we just sort of went on. But I've lived with him for my whole life. Like I'm living with him now. So Yeah, good. Yeah. So no, we've always been sweet. But yeah, I think I, I had a chat to him and told him and he'd, felt shit for it. Sure. But it's yeah. not his fault. No. And, no, we, no. and we, we, we talked about it like that, so it was good, but yeah. I think that's awesome that you can talk to mm. him about it. That, yeah. You know, just break it down and say, hey, mm. mate, this is where I'm at. Yeah. Well, I'm interested to know too, because I have a very similar, you know, journey to yourself, Brent. How did, like, is there things about you that you think that he admires and thinks, shit, I wish I could be more like Brent, that he's actually voiced to you? Or, or are there things that you think that he would like to be a bit more like you in some ways? Yeah, I, I, like you hope, you hope so. But he wants um, to be as good looking. Yeah, I, I actually- They're both good yeah. looking. That's mm. the problem. Mm. Haven't met your brother. Mm. <laughs> Just like me, but bigger. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because often, you know, the reason why I say that is often we can compare to a friend or a sibling because they're smarter or or wealthier or um, better at a sport or whatever it is. But often they think, holy crap, wish I could be a bit more like Brent. He's so chilled, laid back, does what he, you know, like I'm sure there's traits of you that your brother would admire and aspire to be as well. So that's why we shouldn't compare and judge in yeah, life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so there's obviously things like he he's a bit more quiet. I'm more sort of outgoing, I suppose. Yep. He can be a bit, you know, socially a bit more quieter, um, maybe things like that. But, yeah, I don't know. And I suppose – I'm obviously more open than he is. Like, he's pretty shut off. So I think he admires that I'm able to talk about uh, my feelings be. and get it out there. So I think um, that's probably one thing. But, mm. yeah. I think we all admire you for stepping forward. Oh, mate, it's a massive thing to rock yeah. in here in a place you've never been before and sit on these couches in front of two people you don't know yeah. and share mm. with with millions of people. <laughs> are, are, you laugh. This is a multinational podcast. Now. There's people around the world that listen I to this. don't want to scare Paul Brady. No, I don't want to scare him. <laughs> but I mean, you've got the balls to come and sit down and yeah. say, you know what, it is it is what it is and this is how I deal with it. And you know, it's funny, people might say to you, I know you're a champion for, for what you're doing and you're championing the cause, but you really just live in the life, aren't you? Mm. The yeah. best you possibly can. Yeah. And I think the best way for people to learn and for people to even learn how they can deal with it is actually telling their story and listening to other people's stories. I think that's pretty powerful. Hey there. Guy Miley Corain's my name. I'm from BigandTallTrivia.com and I'm one half of a themed trivia duo along with my co-host Josh Liston. Yeah, that's right. Josh is the guy behind the scenes on this very podcast And we're super proud to be partnering on this episode of FYI, All Things Mental Wellness. We believe the work Bernie and Nadia are doing is both important and vibrant. By the way, if your next sporting function, social club or local pub needs a next level trivia experience, make sure you check out BigAndTallTrivia.com or you can search Big and Tall Trivia on Facebook. Now, let's get back to the podcast. And I think the best way for people to learn and for people to even learn how they can deal with it is actually telling their story and listening to other people's stories. I think that's pretty powerful. It's amazing how when you do listen to somebody else's story, you go, oh, yeah, that's what that was meant to be. Mm. And I didn't pick up on that, mm. but now I can because you've you know dropped it and said that's what mm. it is. Mm. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly, personally, and, you know, I'm sure plenty of others would. There's no better story than, I've said it before, one that wants to be told and then, you know, the audience having a similar journey to here can be very, very comforting. Can we draw a level? Can we can we teach or show people at what level your anxiety's at? Can we say to them, because everyone's different with anxiety and some mm. people can, you know, not go outside and others, you know, just uh, a big room full of people doesn't work for them and, um, in, in some places, people can taste it in their mouth. They get so stressed and so anxious, so there's a metallic taste that comes in, and that's what happens to me when I get super anxious. Um, where are you at? What what are there things you can't do because of your anxiety, or places you avoid? Uh, not not so much can't do. There's things I don't enjoy doing because it brings it up. So, for instance, going to the supermarket alone. Mm. Something about being there alone, and with mine, like I just get like physically 
red hot, like boiling hot, and like I get itchy. So your internal temperature goes up. Yeah, so I get hot and just really itchy. Yeah, right. That's what happens with me. Like that's that's mine. But yeah, supermarket alone, I never like to like be the first at a place. So for example, I'm going out for dinner with a few mates. I'll always drive one of my mates there with me because mm-hmm. I, yep. I don't want to be the first one there. Because yep. what if nobody else turns up? Well, I don't know, yeah. Is that what, Possibly, yeah. but I think it's just, yeah, when I'm with people, I'm fine. Like I'm fine with crowds because I, I, I vibe off other people's energy. Like sure. that lifts me up. Um, but it's when I'm alone is when I'm at my worst. Yeah. And yeah, so supermarket, getting petrol for some reason. Oh, like the fuel. Yeah, yeah. At, at the servo, shocking. Mm. But yeah, they're the two main ones, but. Yeah, pretty much just like when I'm alone, but I just get so hot. How do you yeah. deal with that, Brent? Because, you know, I'm you thinking fuel. you drive, right. you've got a car, you need fuel. So how do you do it? Tell us, if you had to go and get petrol before you come here or when you leave here, t- tell us what you would start feeling, thinking, and how you get through it all. i do it quick. Yeah? Yeah, rapid. Yeah, okay. So I'll... For example, if I get to – there's a one server I like going, a certain Bowser as well. Yeah. So if that's not open, I'll just keep driving around until it's open. Yep. So I'll get there, and it's – my car's a diesel, and this this certain pump's got a high-flow diesel. So it obviously gets it done quicker. Yep. And then, yeah, I just sort and of – And that's the shortest line to the cashier, and out you go. Yeah. So it's just a straight, straight shoot to the cashier. Yeah, right. Tap it out of there. I'm not laughing at you because, by God, if, I'm I, could, listening. if I could tell you some of my crazy stuff, Brent. Well, we know. will. Let's share. Nards doesn't go anywhere with a, without a bottle of water in her car. Mm. Cannot go anywhere without a bottle of water in her car because that's your thing, yeah? I mean, we've shared this before on podcasts. This is not new news to anybody. So, certainly not laughing at you. I'm probably laughing with you yeah. thinking. You giggle with you the know. things that you align with to Correct. a certain degree, don't Correct. you? And you know what I admire the most, and I can say this to everyone else, but I, I never take this on board myself, is well done to you because you still get it done. Mm. Well, so it's you, one of those things. You're not that- avoiding it. You're not not doing it. Yeah. You're doing it. And you're fighting through it, and if it means you got to cut a couple of laps, well, so be it. But yeah, so you you psych yourself into going and doing these things. Do you have a routine where you have to do, or is it just you just do it the best you can at the yeah, time? Yeah, just the best, the most efficient, really. Yeah. Just and if like I'll have to do two, three trips back to the supermarket because like I'll forget some. Mm-hmm. Even if I got a list, as soon as I get that, I can feel it coming. Like I feel it building. I need to know. Like I need to get out of here, um, and I'll just forget things. I'll go regroup. Yeah, right. Luckily, every house I've lived at, apart from my childhood home, is really close to a supermarket. Oh, yeah, so you can duck so back. I, can, I just go home, regroup, and then go back and get what I need to get. Yeah, okay. But yeah, there's been a few few instances where like I've been in there and I've just had to drop my basket and get out. Yeah, right. Because it just yeah, it just like spins, and just get yeah. Most what helps me is just efficiency, and anything I can do with someone else there is perfect. So, so was, sorry, Ben. Were there times because we're we're all about we want people listening to know the growth that you've had as well. So, was there a point where you couldn't even do what you're doing now? Yeah, definitely. So when I first moved out of home, and when I first had to go, sort of because I was very lucky at home. Like I had everything done for me. Yep. Never had to really yep. cook a meal. Didn't do my washing. Nothing like that. Oh, teenage lucky boy. Bugger. Yeah. Yeah. Golden platter, really. <laughs> but um, you really, really learn to um, appreciate that too once you leave. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, so when I first left um, left home, the first few times I was just, yeah, shit house. Like I, yep. 
there was um I just had to wait for my brother to get home or my other housemate to get home and be like, Oh, can you come to the supermarket with me? And they're like, Yeah, no worries, I need this anyway. Yep. So I just there was a point where I had to have someone with me. Yep. But um I suppose but, but you've gotten to a point now where you can do it alone, as uncomfortable as it yeah. may be. So how did you get from that to that? How did you get that bit better that now you can do it on your own as hard as it is? Yeah, I don't know. Probably just like probably having those few people that know, like that I've told that know I deal with it. Like having my brother, my other housemate, my brother's girlfriend who I now live with, yeah. they all know. So I think, you know, they always go, when I'm leaving, they're always just like, all oh, right, I'll see you in a bit. And that just sort of, yeah, I don't know. That they just, I think, just mm, so having good. people. Know. Well, I think um, the pick up there is the fact that it, you've normalised it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's the conversation we're having with everybody. And the reason you're here is to normalise the way life is, no matter what your life puts in front of you. That'd be that'd be right to say. You know. Yeah, definitely. Well, you've, it's you've Brent's found a way life. Exactly. It's Brent's life. And yeah, that's right. You're normalising it amongst those few people, and it makes life easier for you. Yeah, yeah absolutely, Ben. So shopping, fuel. You're all right with crowds because clearly you get out with twenty other blokes on a footy field. Or yeah. Forty other blokes running yeah. around on the footy field. Yeah. So with other people, I'm fine with because, like I said, like I I live off other people's energy. It sort yeah. of lifts me up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but it can get to times where like it all just gets a bit much and. Mm. I'm a I'm a sucker for a smoke bomb. Mm. Like I'll just like say I'll be I'll be at a club for example, and I'll be you know vibing with all the boys, and then all of a sudden like I'm just like no, nah, I need to like I get all spinny and like I'm like I need to get out of here. Yep. And I don't tell anyone, I just leave. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's just what I got to do, and I'll just it's not the greatest. Like when you say out on a night out, and I'm just walking around the street just wigging out, but it's just something I need to do, and then I'll call someone or or my other mates usually see me leave and they know. But that's okay. Yeah. It's just Again, it's it's that's okay. But it's not every time. Like it's just every now and yeah. then it yeah, gets a bit much and I then I start when I'm in the crowd or like at a place like that and it happens, I get the the sort of panic attack sort mm. of stuff. Like a bit short of breath yeah. and start panicking obviously and yeah. I remember one day, because I used to live directly across from like a big pub in Albury. Yep. And that was like probably really good. Shit house, terrible house. <laughs> um, but a quick exit yeah, straight home. And I remember one day just pushed the back door open and like my brother had a few of his mates over and I was just on the floor just in a ball just crying and I couldn't stop. And like I can't, ex- I couldn't explain it. They're mm. like, like, what's wrong? Is everything all right? I'm like, yes, but no. Yeah. 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 And it was physically, yeah. I'm fine. I haven't hurt yeah. myself no. and I'm not going to die here on the spot because yeah. I'm bleeding to death. Yeah. But no. Yeah. I don't know what it was. That that was the worst. And that was when that was the only time like I was scared, I suppose. Like, because I yeah. couldn't, no I control. couldn't control anything. Yep. Like, yeah. I was on the floor just in a ball and they were like yelling at me, like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing, but. I don't know. What's and going I suppose on. Yeah. that doesn't help when yeah. half a dozen people are yelling at you too. Yeah. And you're yeah. trying to get your shit together. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's pissed. Yeah, that <laughs> too. Because yeah. they're so helpful then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, mate, we understand. No, no, look, brother, you just got to do yeah. that, eh? Hey? Yeah. Just just yeah. have some of this. You'll be fine. Yeah, it would be nice. Mm. And and how does, how does your extended, you know, close friends and family deal with that. Like you've told us about your brother and yeah. and your flatmate and your brother's girlfriend. Do, does anyone else know? Yeah. So, well, I'm I'm pretty. Uh, like I said, I'm an open book, so I've I've posted about it on social media, like my story, to try and 
get others out there. And yep. I've had massive support and like with that, which has been unreal. But like, I just want to get it out there. So pretty much there, like anyone that knows me knows that I struggle with it. They don't know why or to what point. But like my close group of mates, like they're unreal. Like mm. I'll say hand on heart that, that like they've kept me alive. Like they were, they've been massive. Like my, I've got like three really good mates, like my best mates. And yeah, they've, the support that they give me, like they've kept me alive, like genuinely. They're good like that, aren't they? Where they can, without really trying, because blokes don't use this word much, but because we love each other, because we are good mates, mm. um, even just to stand there and not even say anything with each other is a, is a form of support for the blokes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Nars crying off in the car. Yeah. She, she she feels <laughs> it every suck. time we have a good old chat. No, no, it's beautiful. I think it's it's you know we we're here to demystify things for people, and and that does resonate at you know with you in the back of your mind, and and I'm sure there's plenty of other people out there listening to us who are doing the same thing. You know, we can just go, wow, that's that's pretty cool. But well, right, it's probably it's, refreshing that that's you know it's it's refreshing to know that there is a cluster of kids that are that good. Well, we're finding there's more and more and more. There is. And, and it's each individual person we talk to has a group of people that, that are their backbone at the end of the day, which is a small nucleus all the way around the place. And we'd love for everyone to be the same, but that's never going to happen. But if we can, in small groups, expand those small groups out, which is what you're doing with your, you know, with your social media posts and sitting here having a chat to us, if each one that we're talking to and everybody else is doing the same thing, and you know, blow that group out just a little bit further, yeah. well, that fills the spots, fills the voids in society that don't understand. Because we talk about this a bit, mate, and that is that until you've had some sort of mental situation put in your face, you're not open to it. You don't see it. Your blinkers are on. Until you're going to buy a Toyota Hilux, you think the, your Toyota Hilux is the only one on the road until you buy one. And then there's a shitload of them out there. You know? White too. They're all well, they're white. white. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's the same with, with what we're talking about with mental health. You mm-hmm. know, Until somebody says, this has crossed my path, it's never something that's on your radar. So if we can keep talking about it, pushing things out and you know, blokes like yourself at 22 years old, we're sitting there going, this is me. I'm throwing it out there and this is the way I live my life. And somebody else who may not ever have had a chance to share that gets the opportunity to go, shit, me too. Mm. Mm. Definitely just yeah, got to get that conversation started, really. Yeah, absolutely. That's the plan. And and that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Like, obviously, you've gone through some pretty dark, horrible times but there is that light too, mm. and I guess that's that's the sort of message we want to get across. That you know, not every day is a great day, whether you struggle with mental ill health mm. or not. But there is help out there, and uh, most people are are really good. Yeah. Do you find keeping yourself fit makes a big difference, like physically fit? I yeah, mean. yeah, definitely. Like I'm, I'm always keep myself fit, but that's just natural, I suppose. But. Mm. Like, um, it'd be nice to put on weight, but I can't, so I'm just naturally... <laughs> Come and live with me for a few months, Brent. Some good Italian food, that'll fatten you up. Introduce you to my son, he's the same. Can't but, put on a but, kilo. But Brent, what assistance did you have? Like, other than yourself, like you fought through a lot of things, like some of those anxious um, places like the supermarket and the petrol station, what else helped you get to where you are today? Yeah, so... 
generally like that support network I had has been massive. Like my mates, family, mum and dad, because they're a little bit older, they obviously don't really understand it, but they try and yeah. they, they're there to listen and yeah. put in where they can. And I think that's really cool that in a set, it's obviously not good I'm going through things, but it's nice that I can sort of teach them what it is and how they can Absolutely. help deal with it. Um, yep. But yeah, so they're, they're learning on the job and they've been pretty good. They just don't, you can tell like they don't really understand it, but mm. yeah, they're, they're, they've been really good. Um, I've obviously gone and seen counsellors, psychs and everything like that too. Yep. Been on and off medication, but yep. I don't know. Medication was okay. Some were good, some were bad. I've been on everyone yep. under the sun. Yep. But I found that it might balance one thing out, but it'll throw something else out, usually. Okay. So it's sort of, you'd feel better in this way, but then all of a sudden you've got this new problem because of how this is feeling. Sure. Like sure. It, it gets that, that feeling to an extreme where something just gets thrown out and feels off again. Okay. Um, that's so interesting. That's just my personal Yeah, thing, that's and, and it always is a, yeah. a personal yeah. opinion. And I'm glad you said that too, because we don't bag out anybody's experience or any particular treatment because it, that might really, really work for somebody else. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But in your world, it's, it is what it is for you. Yeah, because yeah. that's the thing. Like, my, I know someone that's just gone on medication. They said, I feel unreal. The best I've ever felt. Like, I can't believe life's like this. This has helped me this much. Whereas, Fantastic. yeah, other people might might not be. so. That's right. But I'm now non-medicated, so I'm all just natural. Yep. So, yeah, I suppose that's about it. Just, just the support network I had. Yeah, it's a um, big thing for yeah, you. Yeah, it's been massive. What else do you do? So, so you're off meds at the moment, and at the moment, because, you know, that that's life. Um, what else do you do to keep your mental health in check? I suppose just talk about it. Like, I find that that's, that's what's helped me and a lot of people. So, yeah, just talking about it, getting it out there, keeping fit, obviously, sport, surrounding myself with good people. Mm, that's a good one, um, yeah. Yeah, and sleep, I reckon. Like, I know a lot of people say, like, oh. It makes a massive difference, doesn't it? Yeah, like, oh, it's a sign of depression if you're sleeping so much and not getting out of bed. If you get a healthy sleep routine, that's unreal. Like, I think that's a massive thing. There's a difference between a healthy sleep routine and and sleeping all day because you don't want to get out of bed because life is not going to be good when you get out of bed. Yeah, there's been those days, but like I said, like a a healthy sleep routine and pattern you stick to. It's unreal. I'm pretty lucky because I work full time and I work early in the morning. Like I start work at five, six in the morning and I'm there till 3.30 in the Arvo. So that part of my day is filled and I know every day I've got to get up at that certain point. Yeah. So that that helps a lot. So that's a good point, Nuds, is purpose. You've Mm. you've got a purpose to get out of bed. Mm. People are relying on you to get out of bed. So it, it, it makes you get out of bed. I mean, that's why most of us get out of bed. So you've got to find that purpose and whatever that might be. Mm. And whether that be, you know, work during the week or sport on the weekend or, you know, a function of some description, find what it is in your world mm. to, to fill that up. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I agree with you, Brent, on that slate one. I mean, there's some... There's some in a lot of studies out there with sleep deprivation and and a lot of people that struggle with mental ill health are sleep deprived yeah. and that just exacerbates. I can put um, my hand on my heart and say to you that a few years ago when I was really struggling, I was only getting three or four hours mm. sleep a night, and it wasn't until I was shown the difference that that can make to me that that 
turned things around massively. Yeah, definitely. Because I was the same. Like I was diagnosed with insomnia, so I couldn't sleep. Like I'd sit there with my eyes shut, eyes stinging, but just couldn't sleep. And then I'd have to get up at four in the morning and Mm -hmm. go to work, work for 10 hours and then Mm. expect to like be fine. Like it's, yeah, it can get a bit much, but yeah. If you get get into that routine, it'll, yeah, for me. And I think most people, it's pretty unreal. We get sucked into TV and we get sucked into stuff that doesn't do anything positive for you. Sleep is more positive than anything else. Get up a bit earlier. We talked to a guy on our podcast here who gets up, goes to bed really early and gets up super early and then starts his daily routine. And part of his daily routine is laying on the couch, daydreaming about his day to get himself organised. I call it daydreaming. but day- And so there are different ways you can get mm. about, you know, getting plenty of sleep, but still, you know, punching through your day. That's right. Yeah, definitely. Just and change I- your priority around. Yeah, a thousand percent. And I, I watched this, I think it was a podcast as well. There was a dude on there. I think his name was like Charlie Rocket or something. And he's got this technique that should help you sort of get on top of life really and get a positive positive view on life. It was called the, he calls it the winning streak. Mm-hmm. And it's like you, instead of focusing on the negatives, you focus on all the positives. So, you know, you wake up, you've got a, a your roof over your head, you start your winning streak. All your, all your lunch is packed, winning streak. You get all green lights on the way to work, winning streak. Just little things like that. And if, because if you're looking at life through a negative lens, then everything else is going to seem negative. Whereas if you're positive about it, it's going to seem more positive. So you sort of trick yourself into it. Sure. Mm. And and I love it, Brent, because they're, they're little things really, but gee, they can make your day. Hitting a couple of green traffic lights yeah. on the way to work, yeah. you know, you're kicking goals, your lunch is packed. And we're all classics for, to dwell on what happened yesterday as well. Yeah. yeah. We but can't we cha- do we do forget that little stuff that and you can't does change make that. life easier. Yeah. Um, change tomorrow. Yeah, good on you. It was later in the day. So how did you end up? Um, and I don't want to dwell on this too much, but you talked earlier that you you know you fell into a depression. Um, was that because you were battling with your anxiety and you couldn't get that under control? Do you think to start with it? Where did you think? Uh, not so much. I think I was I was in I was in a very serious car accident or about five years ago that like I should have died in okay and I was the one driving and it was completely my fault and I had my uh, three best mates in the car with me mm-hmm. and all of us sh- should have died and since then I was having nightmares and I couldn't sleep and from there you know I was having those nightmares of you know me dragging them out of the car and mm-hmm. me having to tell their parents what had happened and things like that so that's sort of where it kicked off there and then just yeah just snowballed um, I was in a negative work environment just had no self-worth really yeah it just sort of snowballed and snowballed but i think it was separate from my anxiety yeah right well that's a fairly major life event yeah, mate. yeah absolutely. so so there was that and and a few other things that you know i won't get into because i could there's a lot there's a big list but um just sort of from there it sort of snowballed but that's when the mountain gets bigger isn't it yeah well that's it it was just and i was young then like i was i'd just got my license and you know you feel invincible and, sure. and all that. And um, you do this one silly mistake that could have just ruined your whole life or ended it. And not just yours. Yeah, well, that's it. And that, that I wasn't more so worried about me. It was my best mates. It was what, and that's what ate at me a lot is like, how did I let myself get to the point where that's happened? Um, but yeah, and then from there, things just kept, yeah, a lot of other things. And 
Everything How'd you gets work on, top on of that, you. Brent? How'd you work on that? Uh, I don't know. Like, just is, is that when you seen someone? Like, yeah. did you get help? Yeah, good. Yeah, because yeah, like I said, I wasn't sleeping. I was having yeah. these nightmares every night. Because um, that's heavy stuff. Yeah. Like that alone, that's heavy. And for anyone, let alone a young young man, mm, that's incredible. And for people listening, I hope they're listening to, you know, the outcome, the outcome of, you know, what could have happened, what didn't happen yeah, that, and what it created for you. That's true. And, and for all the pressure that put onto you, if you could reflect on that and you'd go, do you know what? I didn't do that on purpose. No, God. And, no. and nobody ever. No. When you look back on something with twenty twenty hindsight, you go, "Oh wow, you know, I shouldn't have done this, and I shouldn't have done that." But in the moment, the moment just happens. That yep. decision was made, yes or no. Yep. And I'm not being judgmental here in any way. But what happened happened. You can't. As much as people listening to your story and it can connect with your story, it, it won't change people's ability to make that decision no. in, in the snap of the moment. No. But people that have been in a similar circumstance, or it, it can be a totally different circumstance, but the same impact of what mm. Brent's gone through. Again, that but, there is light. But you're right, Brent. In in sharing what you've said, uh, hopefully it will help people to make that decision where it won't affect their mates, Yeah, where, you, where they won't have to carry that in the back yeah. of their mind. Yeah, absolutely. And you're working through that? Yeah, yeah. Good. So I'm, I'm pretty good now. Like I was very, very low and I did try and take my own life and thankfully was unsuccessful. I haven't told many people this, but um, I, need, I think I want to get it out there and need to. So I was unsuccessful. Like I tried to hang myself and the knot gave way and um, – in that split second of when I realised, like, shit, like, this could be it, like, the the regret and just everything that ran through my head straight away, I knew that, I knew straight away that that wasn't what I wanted to do. And in that split second, I just felt so helpless and, and I never want anyone to feel like that ever. But I know it's going to happen. But, yeah, in that, that moment, I knew it's not what I wanted to do. I thought of my family. I thought of my friends. I thought of the community, like... And luckily it gave way and I wasn't successful, but I just wanted to get it out there that, you know, it, it gets bad, but it's not what you want to do at all. Like that, that moment I felt so helpless and I, and just I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do. But you, your mind put yourself in that position. You, you know, you went down and down and down the rabbit hole and that's where it put you. Um, but I'm glad to hear you say that to get to that point because not, there's not everybody gets to tell that story. Well, that's you, you get to that point where you go, holy shit, that was a bad call. Yeah. that's Life is way better than that. Yeah. And that was as bad as it was, like that was sort of like the like a, a rebirth in me in a, in a sense. Like it's cliche, but like. No, no, I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, yeah. Because you were on the edge, mate. That, oh, yeah. that was That was the end. Yeah, I was done. I was done. So you have been reborn to, to a degree. Yeah. yeah. So oh yeah, I just wanted to get that out there and say that, you know, as tough as it gets and how shit you feel, it's never what you want to do. So if you could take two steps back from that day, that, that moment, and say to somebody, I could have done this or I would like to have done this to not get to that hour, what would that have been? Would that have been ring a mate? Would that have been... 
yeah, just just try to reach to somebody, some somebody or something like find like go for a walk or maybe not that because you're alone, but you know, yeah, obviously find something to change your focus. Yeah, obviously reach out to someone, distract yourself from your your stuff. You know, I know it's inside your head, but you got to try and distract yourself from all that outside things that you're thinking of which is clearly super hard to do oh a thousand percent like it like it was i couldn't do it that's why it got to the point where it was at but in hindsight you know if if it if i had that moment of realization of how good life is and the people that love me and the impact that that would have on everyone Mm -hmm. it it would never got to that that stage but just just reach out i i urge someone to reach out whether it's a mate on on uh, like on a phone call or just or just send a message even sure. if even if no one replies write exactly how you feel every detail write mm-hmm. it down send it to someone i think that could be that could be huge just it's good advice or a voicemail anything just write everything you're feeling to the to the fact don't leave anything out just send it to someone and would you suggest to do that in a week before where you were starting to feel crappy or because, I mean, I don't want you to drill into the detail of how and when and, and all how it got to that point, but at some point you started to dive in the way you were feeling. Somewhere in that journey, could it have helped if you had then been able to do it early on in the piece, have a chat to someone and tell somebody at that point? And I know that's super difficult to do yeah. and that's what we're trying to get people to do is say, you know, it. Be more communicative. Not you can't go backwards. You can't go at this hour. This is what's going to happen. So five hours before that, I'm going to send a text yeah. to somebody. You can't do that. That's yeah. impossible. But what I'm trying to say is, would you advocate talking to more people more often and just keeping the lines of communication going earlier, earlier, earlier? Yeah, a thousand percent. Like, don't let it get to that point. I know it. It can sneak up on you pretty quick. Yeah. But you know, you have those. Uh, those those peaks and valleys, and because like, it's yeah. easy to withdraw, isn't it? Yeah, easier to withdraw than to share. Yeah, um, but if we can learn to share more often and just be communicative—that's a shit word. <laughs> try to talk to people more often on a regular basis, not about what you're feeling necessarily, but just to reach out, reach out, Definitely. reach out. Just a situation too, like say you've something's happened at work, or or you know something's gone a bit wrong. Just tell someone that it's happened. Mm. Like not necessarily, you don't have to tell them what you're dealing with, what you're yeah. battling with. But you know, yeah. if something happens that doesn't sit right with you, or it made you feel a certain type of way, tell someone about that. Yeah, just those little things I think could be because it's the upside to that is that if your friends and your family then go, that's out of character for him. Maybe then that'll trigger a Correct. maybe we can go and have a have a coffee. Yeah, let's get out of the environment and go and have a whatever. Yeah, and Brent, a couple of things I hear from people your age and a little bit older is I wouldn't know what to do if a friend reached out to some degree. What, what would you say to them? Like being on the other side of it, what would your response to that be? I suppose just be present is the best. Like you don't need to – you're not going to say a certain thing that's going to change everything. Like nothing you say is going to change how I'm feeling necessarily or it's going to stop me from doing this, stop me from doing that. But just be present, just listen. And if you can give advice here and there or if you think there's a way that could help them, let them know. Yeah. But just be present. Listen. Show that you're listening. Yeah. 
Because on the other side, nobody knows what to do. We're not born knowing how to and, have and a, a chat to somebody. And a lot of people are scared. Like a lot of, of people are. are genuinely scared that a friend will dump on them that they're struggling and that they're not going to be able to help. Would so. you not rather them dump on you? Oh, absolutely. And not know what to do than then sweep up the pieces? Correct. That's yeah. exactly right. We're not there to solve the problems of the world. Not at all. We're there to, to comfort. And I like that, being present. Yeah. Just listening and, and being there for you because, yeah, you're right. At, at the depths of your despair, not many people can get you out of it like that. It's, Definitely. It's, yeah. And just put, put your phone aside, put all that shit aside, social media, everything, toxic as. Yeah. Like, I hate the person I used to be in high school because I was worried. I wanted to be popular. I wanted to be the funny guy. And I didn't care if if I had to put someone down to get to that level. And that's just what that social media and everything brings into it. It's just so toxic. Like just people show the best side of their life on their Instagram, on their – like they don't show the shit parts. It's it's the highlights of their and it's life. It's a two second highlight. Good on exactly. you, Brad. It's the highlight and of their life for a twenty one year old. It's 22. Bloody twenty two. Everyone out there, listen, because that's true. Mm. Yeah. So just yeah, just try and separate that shit and just sit there with no distractions. Just talk. That's all it is. Like it keeps just, a calmness to you because you're not anxious about what what's the next ping going to say? What, you know, who's going to say this or what's, who's doing that? Yeah, who do definitely. I get to compare myself to today? Yeah. Compare yourself to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, you, comes back to, yeah, it comes back to that thing. Everyone puts their pants on the same way. That's right. We're all human. We're all, all different for a reason. And if we're all the same, it'd be boring as shit. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's find out if you're as boring as shit, mate, because you're a champion of a bloke and sharing is caring and I'm bloody stoked that you can do that with us. We really appreciate that. Thank you. Definitely. Yeah. No worries. But we need to know a couple of things. Hit me. Whiskey or rum? None. Good man. None? No. Goodness gracious. Facebook or Instagram? Uh, a bit hypocritical after what I've just said, but Instagram. Yeah, that's okay. Text or call? Text. Giving or receiving? Ah, uh, receiving. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, receiving that's... love, just to clear that up. Yeah, yeah, right, eh? yeah. that's nice. Love you... comes in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Eh? Yep. That's yeah, good. I like that. High school life or adult life? Adult, a thousand percent. <laughs> After what we just talked about, I hate, sure. I hate that bloke. Yeah. Uh, are you a scruncher or a folder? Scruncher. Good boy. Good boy. There you go. Hang on. We did things a little bit nice about no, face I was just going to say, though. But, and here we go. If So this is the message thing. See, right? this is so, live recording for yeah, you. Is, we made a mistake. We don't, no, we don't have an agenda. We know that. We're, we're talking in all sorts of different ways and around. But because we have got this wonderful media that we can put our opinions and our thoughts and, and hopefully influence people as we go, if you've got a massive billboard that you can put somewhere, whether that be locally or somewhere else, what would your phrase be on there that would be a something that you'd want the world to to know? So I'd go like, be kind, which I've got tattooed on my wrist because mm-hmm. um, I think that, you know, everyone in society needs to be a little bit more, more kind to each other. And I notice it's not actually pointed at you. It's pointed to everybody else. Yeah. Well, it goes so both. That's a message yeah. to everyone. Yeah. Fine. And that's so broad. That's Love yourself. so simple. Love yeah. yourself, mm-hmm. big one. Yep. Get it's around yourself. One. We need to get around ourselves a bit more, I reckon. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. for ourselves for what we are. Because, I mean, shit, it's taken you 22 years to build the man that you are. You might as well be appreciative of that. Yeah, exactly. Mm. 
Perspective is everything as well, I reckon. Perspective is huge. That's a big one. Appreciate what you have to, even those cool. little things. Like I said, roof over your head at the end of the day. Yeah. Yep. The ability to go and give your mum and dad a hug. Yeah. All that. Yeah, definitely. Mm, absolutely. And let them know that, let, let people know that you appreciate them more. You need to tell the people you love that you love them and you that do. you appreciate what they've done and everything like that. You do. It doesn't happen often enough because we've gotten to a point where we're too good for that. Mm. You know, I'm too cool for that. I'm not going to tell people I love them. Mm. That's just too, you know, but break it back. I, yeah, well, I'll heartily believe in that one. Mm. Too right. Thanks, bud. Brent, thank you so much. I'm so glad I reached out to you because this has been fantastic and I, I, I truly believe um, plenty will get plenty out of it and and I hope for you too it's been a form of therapy for you as well yeah it's been awesome thanks for the opportunity and like I think what you're doing is really good like no matter if two people listening or two thousand like it's massive just getting the conversation started is is pretty incredible and what you're doing is really good thanks buddy thank you very much well enjoy yourself go good on the weekend yeah thanks mate (coughs) get around your mates get around yourself yeah thank you good on you take it easy bless This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing. This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing.